Hello, everyone, and welcome to something uh, I think is pretty cool. Uh, Dan Bach and myself, we uh, got together under the guidance of Sammy Reed, and we decided that uh, we wanted the Gilcast to continue. So what you're listening to right now, you either listen to this on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast feed or the Roto-Grinders Fantasy Football Podcast feed, but this is a simulcast of the Gilcast with myself, Sammy Reed, and Nate Noling. And uh, boys, we're back. We made it. It's been it's been a long time since we've been sitting here and ready to call each other fish for the next hour and recap what happened in the NFL uh, in Week One. Sammy, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm I'm doing terrible. First off, uh, oh my God, you sound, sound terrible. Yeah, I, dude, I just spent I just spent like four days at this lake with like twelve buddies, and I smoked way too many cigarettes and didn't get any sleep. And also wrecked myself, like just yelling curse words at the top of my lungs when I found out Antonio Brown went to the went to the Patriots. Like this is the the last twenty four hours have been the most tilting twenty four hours of my life as a Steelers fan. Like then we go in and we just get our asses handed to us by New England, and Juju gets hurt, and Mike Tomlin is just a completely inept fool who can't like handle a football game in real time and. I'm just beside myself. So here we are. This is perfect for the GoCast. Sammy's it, voice has finally caught up to his age. He sounds yeah. like an 80-year-old. <laughs> I, 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 I'm like legit uh, about to have I, – I need like one of those oxygen machines right now. Well, as long as you keep pulling on your vape, it'll be fine, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear that's going well for people. <laughs> so – First of all, I, I, let's just start it out. What was the most surprising thing that happened today, Nate? What was the thing that happened the most that you were just like, what on earth is going on? Um, it had to be how – it had to be how bad the Tampa Bay – like, t- Jameis couldn't do a thing. Was. Yeah, Jameis Wait, couldn't – what? I, I mean, I know Jameis is bad, but I just think with an offense with Godwin and with Evans, he was just going to put up. That, that like, wasn't the most surprising, but it was it was in the top five things where I was like, I did not expect that. Okay, maybe it's not the most surprising. It was one of the most tilting. Maybe it's that the Cleveland Browns put up 13 points yeah. and got straight mollywopped yeah. at home by the by the weak sauce Tennessee Titans. And, and it's the Brown. Like, what did we think was going to happen? Why did what I was more surprising that? to me was Baker was bad. Nick Chubb got pulled off the field on third downs and on the goal line for Dontrell Hilliard. And at the end of the game, not even Dontrell Hilliard, he was losing snaps to Dernis Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where that's where Nick Chubb's uh, Cleveland Browns career is. And uh, yeah, I mean, just they, they they sucked. Like Baker was Baker was legit bad. Delaney Walker smashed them. Uh, it, and and you know, I mean, what what can you say? That that was the most surprising thing was that they they put up no effort. Yeah, I mean, Chubb still got 17 carries for for 85 yards. It was. I mean, just, Chubb, Chubb was the worst play of the day. Like yeah. Nick, like he he was the absolute lineup tanker of the day because he was super jockey and he was bad. Yeah, only I still did all right. That we that we mashed him in in cash. That's great. I still I sucked out in cash because I had 
Yeah, I mean, the rest of my lineups smashed. So, how how about uh, Lamar Jackson getting a third of the way to a season prop, Davis? I will say the Lamar Jackson game was pretty. pretty I cannot believe that that was a a bet that I was allowed to make with (laughs) USL. It seems crazy. Fifteen and a half touchdowns was the line. He threw five. He's got to got to throw ten the rest of the year, and that's a that's a winning bet. Do you think they'll pay out when he gets to ten, or am I gonna have to wait to the end of the year? Uh, no, you gotta wait. That's it's a tough scene. Nate, yeah. do you think do you right now over under a hundred Antonio Brown receptions? What are you taking? <laughs> uh, I gotta take the under. Yeah, I think the under. Edelman will still be. Edelman will still be. <laughs> But, dude, Antonio, this is all going to work out. So, for those of you – Antonio is going to be fine. For those of you who have not listened to the show, this is uh, an NFL Daily Fantasy recap. Uh, basically, well, a recap of the week that is told through the lens of looking through our cash game lineups on DraftKings. And we go through uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, flex, defense, and then we kind of just talk about the structure of the week. And uh, generally – uh, the person who scores the most points gets to start out by explaining their quarterback selection. But I'm hoping that I don't have the most points because I don't want to talk about what I did at quarterback. Nate, what did you score? Uh, 187.2. Okay, you you got me. Uh, Sammy, what did you score? Wait, am I the fish of the day? Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> Sammy's the fish of the day. Dude, yeah. this is so, this is so tilting, have, especially Sammy? considering the lineup that Davis put into – Actual cash games in week yeah, one. My lineup, my lineup was not good. Oh my god, I scored one sixty seven point five in cash. Oh yeah, I, I dunked on you. I windmilled on you. Oh, Tyler, god, how could this weekend go any worse? Davis, you need to you need to break down the lineup because I knew all week. Davis is, is like, oh, I think I'm going to play Carson Wentz. I think I'm going to be sharp. And then literally three minutes before lock, <laughs> Kyler Murray in cash. LFG, LFG. And I just knew it. Like, I, I literally I, called this weeks ago. I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I had Carson Wentz in for three weeks in this, like, in my lineup that I posted to, to like, get head-to-heads and everything. I had Carson Wentz, and uh, I knew, like, Dink was going to play Wentz, and I knew, like, all the sharp people were going to play Wentz. But a couple of my buddies that I talk about lineups with were like, Davis, if Kyler goes off and you don't have Kyler – you're going to for real life hate yourself. And you know what? That's a great point. And it's more fun. It's more fun to win with players you like. And I don't like Carson Wentz. He's stupid and ugly. And Kyler Murray is one of my favorite players of all time. Dude, I legit texted you guys my lineup on like Wednesday or Thursday. And Davis goes, yeah, bro, that's like the lineup. Like 80% of Sharps are going to have that exact lineup. Like for sure. And uh, then you just did something completely out of control and off the wall. And you just... You luck box so hard. Like, it's just... Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I actually think if you th- consider quarterback scoring distributions... Eight- <laughs> Davis, 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 That's stop. a position where you can Davis, just Davis, Davis, stop. Kyler Murray was a bad play. You don't he wasn't a good play. Rookie quarter... Like, it's just not the time not, to do Not it. just a rookie in his first NFL football game. Davis, that's just not the time you do it when Carson Wentz is going up against... Like, there's so many other places to go. There were so many other places to go. Kyle so was what a bad you're guy. saying, what you're saying is true for sure. But at the end of the day, <laughs> Kyler Murray threw 55 passes. Oh my god! I will say no. Kyler Murray led the league in air yards 
uh, so far this week. I, I haven't pulled up the, the last game, but Kyler Murray had 570 air yards. Yeah, don't, has- don't worry. Uh, ben Roethlisberger did not challenge him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kyler Murray literally had – How many, how many fantasy points did Kyler have through like three quarters, Davis? Oh, like two. Oh, my God. Dude, but he literally ended up throwing up 54 pass attempts at like an average depth of target of 10.5. I mean, that's just – if he's going to continue to chuck like that. So, so here's, here's what happened. Um, they – they, they, and this happens with air raid teams. Like this, this happened with the Eagles teams all the time that played so fast. When, the, when that offense that plays that fast is not picking up first downs, it's going to look so bad and so ugly because it's just going to be like a three and out in 13 seconds. And then the other team's going to have the ball for six minutes. And you're going to be like, what, what is going on here? Like you barely get to see these guys. But then when they get going, like um, as the game was about to end and the Cardinals were going to go for the, for the game winning touchdown, the lions had to call a timeout in a, in a way they did not want to call a timeout. They wanted the time to expire, but they had to call a timeout because their defensive players were so tired. Like this, this system that Cliff runs is like the, the ideas behind it are real and potent. And I mean, I should, I should have just played Carson Wentz. The only reason I'm excited about the system is that David Johnson ended up leading all running backs with like 50 air yards this week. And if that's going to be DJ's workload every week, I want it, more. It kind of all came on one play on the touchdown. It was like, it was like a 30 yard seam route and it was a beautiful it route. doesn't matter. Beautiful. Give me one or two of those routes a week. Yeah. Uh, did you guys both play Wentz? Yeah. Yeah, of course. We're not fish. We're not fish. Yeah. You're, yeah. I mean, he was the best value. I guess the the reason that I did not play Carson Wentz and why I did play Kyler was I was just – I was a little bit worried about just locking myself into between 16 and 22 points just because, I, you know, they were such a massive favorite, which yeah. is like total – that's total fear-based uh, decision-making and not good at all. And in cash games, you just – you want to go with the efficiency of just what you know you're going to get. Like, I think in, I don't know, this was an easy decision for me. I, I think looking at quarterbacks that maybe chuck more from like a volume standpoint makes sense in tournaments, but in cash games like that, I think it's totally fine to go with a guy like Wentz who just has one of the softest, like just he should be a highly efficient quarterback in this spot. Some other, some other uh, like in the, in the bigger games, the one other guy I saw that was owned, uh, relative, like c- close to Wentz, was Jameis Winston, who I did not consider at all. The only the only two guys I considered were Wentz or Kyler. Yeah, I was I was not on Team Jameis in cash. I mean, because Jameis is just prone to huge lapses of idiocy for long stretches of time. And, Which we, uh, will, we will talk about that later, I'm sure. Yeah. Were there any other quarterback performances that really surprised you? I I would say. Brissett was a little better than I thought he was going to be like against a pretty good Chargers defense. I thought he was pretty good. And then obviously, I mean, Lamar, like, like Lamar is going to be, if Lamar is good at throwing and he's also going to run 10 plus times a game, like Lamar plays Baltimore or Lamar plays Arizona next week. Yeah, that's, that's going to be super fun. I mean, he only ended up rushing three times for six yards. And yeah. obviously they, they barely ran any plays on offense because they just scored from 60 yards out every time. And you got to yeah, love the Lamar swag. Like he comes into that press conference and he just says, not bad for a running back. Like, yeah, good. I mean, yeah. yeah. Lamar, Lamar's a lock. Next are, week. are we all going to have 100% Lamar next week? You have to. I, hope well, I mean, Mahomes. Up. How about Mahomes just continuing to just – do Mahomes things. I mean, what do you have? Brain his ankle and Tyreek broke his sternum. Shoulder. 
or yeah, well, it was like his shoulder or something, but it pressed on his whatever it happened. But his uh, but Mahomes put up what three thirty three at half. Yeah, I mean Casual. that's insane. And Damian Damian Williams was the clear passing down back. Like LaShawn McCoy was not out there at all. He had seven targets in the passing game. He was second on the team behind uh, Watkins, and he got the goal line work as well. I I felt as someone as someone who uh, clearly has a stance on Damian Williams, I thought that was about as good as have been like you could have expected given that you knew LaShawn McCoy was going to play. Vindication for Davis. I'm excited for you. I'm happy for you. People came after you on Twitter. Yeah, well, there as always, anyone who disagrees with me is always wrong, and we that much we know. Uh, let's do running. running backs. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, I think we all three played the same guys. Chubb, right? Cook, and Eckler. Yeah, Sammy. You guys, uh, yes. Carson. Uh, Austin Austin Eckler was nine point two percent owned. So I want to I want to talk about this because going into the week I like going into this morning I literally was like I like Carson I like Eckler and I thought Carson more for tournaments Eckler and cash because I thought Eckler's ownership would like triple Carson's in cash Eckler was like it was the opposite Eckler was the GPP play and Carson was the Carson got cash Carson play. got all the pub I bet I bet Evan Silva was touting Chris Carson I bet Levitan was touting Chris Carson I bet all the people I mean and not that Carson wasn't a good play I just I personally was never going to play him cuz I did not I did not include seven targets out of 20 passing attempts in my range of outcomes for Chris Carson You haven't been listening to the coach speak in the offseason Yeah I mean Sammy you were the one who was more bullish on Carson than Nate and I was like did like and, and my, the, my whole thing was I was like they might throw 20 passes and they threw 20 passes and he still caught six of them yeah for sure I mean it was just one of those deals where I thought he was a pretty big favorite to get the bonus he ended up not getting it but they they just talked about his receiving ability saying he was like one of the best pass catching backs on the whole roster and all this stuff and you know when you're like a, almost a 10 point home favorite against the Bengals I just thought this was this was definitely a smash spot. A lot of people did. I'm shocked that Austin Eckler, people didn't like gravitate toward this. It's like at the beginning of the week, Justin like two weeks, bro. What? Justin Jackson. You got to be afraid of Justin, Justin Jackson. Jackson, bro. I mean, it, when when I was like making my lineup a week and a half ago, it was like okay, Tony Pollard's getting jammed in and Eckler's getting jammed in. Like they were just like the two jams, and then obviously Zeke came back. But it was like I never, I never ever moved off of Eckler. You guys felt the same way. I'm not quite sure why the public didn't didn't grab it. I wish that I would have felt as strongly about Eckler as I did about Pollard, though, because I like mm-hmm. I like I said I was going to lock Pollard in like 500 GPP lineups. Think of about course. how rich think about how rich I'd be if I just would have locked Eckler in every tournament that I played today. Well, I actually <laughs> faded Eckler in tournaments and, and went Carson in tournament, and I was just backwards, like. I, 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 I don't just, think that's – I don't think that is – like how many tournament lineups? 20-something. Oh, I, mean, okay. I didn't play 150 or anything. Well, I was going to say like if – yeah, like so I made like 300 lineups and like I – like I, the, way I, the way I do that is just limit um, percentage owned per lineup instead of, instead of just like flat fading dudes who are chalk. Just like set an own cap of like 120. Well, I mean, if for me, like when I'm building tournament lineups, if I look at two guys like a Carson and Eckler and they have such a close projection overall, like it's totally easy for me to just swap out every uh, Eckler lineup with Carson and just lock Carson and all those lineups. I also yeah. only, 
I also only fade running backs that I think are like bad chalk. Like it, yeah. like if Derrick Henry was ever going to be like 30% owned, that would be a guy I would just not play at all. But I wasn't going to fade Carson in tournaments today. Can we get into Bell's workload a little bit? Because I think Bell's workload should be discussed. I think, I mean, Bell literally had 17 he's, rushing attempts. Steelers Bell. So if you have like yeah. time on your digital team, that insta cut, that dude, yeah. that like everything they said about him getting work or like gadget, like it's gone. It's just I, all Bell. <clears throat> I believe Bell that somebody said he played every single snap. He played every single snap and in the first half they ran 25 plays and he got a carry or a target on 14 of those 25 plays in the first half and then he caught a touch he he scored a touchdown and then he caught a two-point conversion on like a a full-on like Marvin Harrison high point in the back corner. It was unreal. Kind of forgot how good he was. Yeah, I mean yeah. Bell looked Bell again and then the workload was there too so I mean Bell is right up there to me with like the David Johnson tier tier guys and so I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting what we do with Bell the rest of the season now because we get McCaffrey Saquon uh you know and then other guys let me tell you what dude the Giants the Giants I think are just too bad for for Barkley to be a cash play I I, can you like can you imagine playing him knowing he's only going to get three quarters because they 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 were they were only down 22 and they had Gallman in they're going to be down 22 a lot more other times this year yeah it's clearly I mean I, I think CMC is just like clearly the guy yeah, clearly the number Smashes one in all situations at all times like he's completely game script to mute um yeah, so we were real sharp for playing Eckler obviously everyone played Dalvin Cook he was like almost 75 percent owned he was the, he was the highest owned player across the board yeah, yeah. oh yeah uh, we we all played Nick Chubb. Are we fish for doing that? Uh, no, or was this like, like bad? Well, so here's how, like think about differently. This could have gone. So if he scores that goal line touchdown instead of Dontrell Hilliard, that gets him to 17. And then we're talking at that point. Then we're talking about just needing Baker to throw like one less interception, and he probably ekes out another two points, whether it be via a pass or you know another 14 yard run or whatever. I, I will say it, it's just more instructive to the point of when there's not 100% certainty and the market is treating it like there's 100% certainty, there's probably a good, like it's like, like he would have been the one to fade in tournaments, not, not cook, I think, or Carson. Uh, I don't know. I think the, the cook thing seems like a slam dunk now, but like cook is on an offense that we projected to be just a run heavy offense that doesn't pass. And like, has just overall concerns yeah, about were, their efficiency. So that's the spot to do it, right? But but I'm just saying, like, a Chubb moving forward, like, I don't know. I just think Chubb, for me, has so much more, like, target upside and then just, like, I don't know. I didn't see this Hilliard usage coming. So I just thought Chubb was, like, a significantly better. I mean, I, I, I guess I didn't see that Hilliard usage coming, but, like, I like he was a guy I, like, drafted in the 18th round of the draft best ball championship and stuff. Like, he was a guy I thought was going to be on the field. I, I didn't – and he only got one carry and uh, two, targets. two targets. So it's, yeah. yeah, so it's not like – you know, it's not like uh, he was Chris Thompson all of a sudden or anything. Like yeah. Yeah, Maybe Chubb just ended up – I mean, they ended up getting down so far that it kind of limited Chubb. But it's almost like going into the week, why was Chubb – forget about price. Like, why was Chubb a better play or a different play than Carson? Just because we think Chubb's really talented? Well, we I think also the, expected way more work for really good. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and then just add in the fact that there was whatever, like almost $1,000 difference of salary. 
um, or like 700 well, something. What like would that. you have done with the thousand? I think that's the other thing is that like yeah. every, like every play was so cheap. It's like, what would you really have done? Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I like ended up thinking is, wow, I really like everything I've got here. I don't really want to change it. Um, but yeah, it, it was, I don't know. I, I think that when we, when we think about Cleveland, we see all the talent they have, but a talented team doesn't necessarily mean a good team. And the fact that Tennessee went in there and whooped the rats not out of them, just like uh, we need to reevaluate what we think about Cleveland. Like it might be in three weeks. We're like, Oh, it was just a blip. They're still coming together. But I mean, this was a significant setback if you're a Browns truther. Yeah. Who do they play next week? Uh, they, oh, they play at the Jets. I'll probably still have Chubb. What? <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I think maybe, I will. Not, maybe not in cash, but I'll, I'll think he's like a good tournament play. Every yeah. reason I went with Chubb before the game started today, nothing changed going out of it other than just like the offense had an inefficient well, game. No, but that should matter though. Running like running backs fantasy points is super correlated to offensive efficiency that they're in. So that should matter to you. But I don't think what we saw from from like Cleveland was was necessarily like significant of them moving forward. Yeah, I, it's not like get, we only get sixteen of these games, so it's like you can't say like oh super small sample size. Like it like you got you have yeah. to you, some of it is signal for sure, and whether they can solve some of the things I don't like. I mean, a big thing was Baker was just not very good. Baker put it, was put it not this very way: good. I'm much more concerned about like. Steelers exposure than I am versus like Cleveland exposure. Oh, Steelers, how dare Like Steelers exposure, I'd be much more scared about moving forward than Cleveland exposure. I will say the Cle- Cleveland's offensive line was was horrendous, but other than that, I, I think I still believe there's enough talent on Cleveland to still be good. Yeah. Um, all right. I mean, I think wide receivers. Yeah. So so you went you went Wentz or you went Kyler, and then you did the same thing as us uh, with Chubb, Cook, Eckler. Uh, yeah. So what did you do with your extra salary? Oh, man. So this is what I did that was bad. Uh, Outside of playing a rookie QB in his first start on week one? I mean, we had him projected for for like 0.8 less fantasy points than Carson Wentz. So it was not really that big of a deal. Uh, I played (laughs) such a suck out. This this (laughs) podcast could have been just rip on Davis for an hour because of that fourth quarter. Yeah, like, can you can you imagine how – like, I wouldn't have even wanted to do this show, honestly. <laughs> I would have just felt like – I would have been like, uh, dude, you guys recorded. I'm tired, bro. Dude, the, for that timeout. people have been robbed, I think. Like, if that game just ends in the fourth quarter instead of, like, the comeback in overtime, we would just be roasting you right now. He and he got, that's what the people got the, want. got the bonus in overtime, too. I know. I know. You run just so pure. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so what I did at wide receiver was I played D.D. Westbrook, which everyone did. Uh, I played Chris Godwin, who was pretty chalky, though after watching that game, I feel bad about it just because <laughs> Jameis is so bad. But uh, where, I, where I went different from everyone else was instead of playing Tyler Lockett, I played Brandon Cooks. And uh, my logic for not wanting to play Tyler Lockett was – this team hates the forward pass. They really, they really just abhor it. And uh, Tyler Lockett got two targets, and one of them happened to go for a 44-yard touchdown, which is fine. I had Tyler Lockett in tournaments, so that was, it wasn't even bad for me. It was like actually probably a net good for me that he caught that touchdown. But obviously Brandon Cooks did not have a good game. Um, 
which is sort of weird for them to score 30 points on the road and for Brandon Cooks to not have a good game. But, well, uh, you know, they just have so many weapons, and I don't think that any of their weapons are that consistent. You know what I mean? I, I did not have Cup down for just like a, an, in a big smash in his first game back, and that's what happened. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think it's one of these deals with Lockett where, you know, it, this, this is a team that wants to run. You know, we talked about this early in the week when I told you guys I like Lockett, and you're like, dude, you can't play him in cash. You know, this is just a situation where if they get up on the Bengals, which they should, they are just going to grind and grind away. And they didn't even get up, and they still grinded away. They didn't even get up, and they still were just like, whatever, dude. And, and I mean, so this is the argument that I was having with Dink about not playing Lockett. And obviously, Drew Dinkmeyer is much smarter than me. But yeah, he, yeah, he only won like 100K today. No big deal. He only won 100K. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, so basically he was like, so for you to say you don't want to play Lockett, you have to think that like DK Metcalf, Rashad Penny, uh, Will Disley, Nick Vanette, you have to think all those guys can steal targets. And I, and basically my argument was this is Seattle. I actually do think those guys can steal targets because, and they, I would like, I, I want your input on this. Like, doesn't it just feel like Seattle's target distribution sometimes is completely random outside of Doug Baldwin? Doug Baldwin was like always easy money there, but outside of Doug Baldwin, doesn't it feel like their target distribution week to week is kind of random? Yeah, I would say it's less concentrated than other offenses, and that's kind of part of Russell Wilson's skill set is that he yeah, he doesn't lock on to a receiver. He scrambles a little bit differently, and so like I would say if if we were like talking with Seattle's front office, they would actually say that's like one of their strengths as an offense um, and that Doug Baldwin actually made them weaker in that, and that when Russell Wilson would make bad decisions, a lot of times it was targeting Doug Baldwin. So I, I get what you're saying about Seattle and I played Lockett too. And I felt stupid about it halfway through the game because I just realized like, and I think Minnesota, we also have to be careful with Thielen and Diggs. Cause I played. Oh, I did, so that's the other thing is a lot of, a lot of the high stakes people played Thielen. Yep. I wanted, I wanted no, and he scored a touchdown. Yeah. So whatever. I, good for you. Yeah, I played I Thielen and, no and I played Thielen and got lucky, but halfway through the games, I realized like you need to be very careful about having Seattle and Minnesota wide receiver exposure just because there are literally games where they're going to throw 15 or 20 times and it's or 10 times. Minnesota, yeah. Minnesota threw 10 times and one of them was a throwaway. Yeah. So nine targets. Thielen just like ran so pure, so pure to get where he got to. He had three targets and he scored a touchdown on a, on a, like a missed tackle. Now I do believe like 10 is an anomaly, but like, I don't think 15 to 20 is an anomaly. Like we have to be able to expect that in a range of outcomes. Don't you think 10 is more likely than 40 though? Yeah. And I think you have to expect that in range of outcomes. Playing guys on that offense in cash. If you think 10 is more likely than 40. So, like, I felt really dumb about my Thielen play and my Lockett play, and I realized, like, halfway through these games, this could have gone a lot different for me. Yeah, if I didn't Thiel, get those. Thielen Lockett was the same salary as Godwin Cooks, right? 60, pretty much, 6,200, yeah. 6,800, and then 6,000, 6,800. Yeah, that, that's yeah. exactly the same salary. But I realized – halfway through the day I was like I should not have had this much exposure to teams that don't want to pass the ball like it's just too much macro like volatile like yeah there was just too much downside even though individually like like, individually I love lock individually I love feeling like they're good but like I think it was Lockett here's the other thing I think Lockett is going to be a great tournament play this season but 
it, I, part of the reason we really liked him is because we hate every other pass catching option that Seattle has. We just look yeah, at their roster. Metcalf, Metcalf looks like he's the dude, though. Like dude, he just looked, yeah, he got ready, a ton of looks. To he got he got deep targets. He got end zone targets. Like it, it just looks like their offense is built around DK Metcalf being the number one dude. Like he's a guy. I, I'll be adding him uh, if he's on the wire in like a couple like in my twelve team leagues or whatever. Like I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna add him. You, you guys, you guys should have just played Julio Jones like I did. Yeah. So, so this was the other route. Did you play Julio Marvin Jones? Or no. you played you played Hunter Henry at tight end? Yeah. Yeah. I okay. played Julio Godwin Didi and then Hunter Henry at tight end. Yeah. So I played. I Nate and I both spent up at tight end though. I think we played. You, you played, played Kelsey. Kelsey. I went Kittle. No, I played Kittle too. Oh yeah, I went Kittle. I'm a I'm a massive Kittle fan. Yeah, so I went. The Daily Roto projections had him just straight up more fantasy points. So then Kelsey. Like, yeah, I, because that game we had we had that game projected for so many plays. Yeah. Or maybe it, honestly, maybe that was just on my settings. I had so many like adjustments that I made. It might not. It might not have been the raw one. So I should just say I had Kittle projected for more raw fantasy points. So, uh, Sammy, how did Julio's game go? Um, you know, he did Julio Jones things. He got 11 targets. Uh, he was actually pretty massively inefficient. He ended up with six for 31 and luck boxed a touchdown. He like, luck, dude. He luck, uh, if you were, if you were like literally after a minute had gone off and it was like <laughs> the back shoulder and the defender was just like, we're winning. I don't want to get the defensive pass interference here. So I'm just going to let it go. Like it was, it was abysmal. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was definitely tilting my balls off. I'm like, what did I spend up for Julio Jones? He never scores touchdowns. Matt Ryan is a blunder and a fool. They're like facing this great defense on the road. I just, I was super mad at myself. And then, you know, he caught the touchdown. I'm like, you know what? I'm just hella sharp. Like Julio Jones, like massive yeah. target share. And like, I'm such a genius. Floor. Yeah. Oh, dude. Gotta get <laughs> So actually, the biggest thing while we're on this game, the biggest thing I noticed about that game is Devonta Freeman is done. Dust. Like, Dust. You can just permanently nuke that guy from any lineup. You know, you know, got a ton of looks. Yeah, he was Ito, out there. Six ton. carries and one target, but he played he more. Was out snap. there a ton, yeah. I couldn't believe and, it. And Brian Hill was just straight up inactive. Which is huge for Ito Smith, I think. Yeah. Like, I mean, Ito Smith if you're a is a seasonal like, guy. Yeah. He's like my second most owned dude other than Malcolm Brown. So big, we didn't big day, take, big take for Malcolm take Brown. Yeah, take I just, your victory just talk lock. a little bit about how all offseason I just told you dudes to draft Malcolm Brown and that Malcolm Brown was the truth. And Malcolm Brown is already stacking touchdowns for your best ball teams. And Todd Gurley hasn't even gotten hurt yet. Like wait, like wait for Todd Gurley to actually get hurt. Like wait for his knees to take a hit. Like he 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 barely played. Oh, dude. Hey, hey, I Davis. Had... Great a uh, great thirty five dollar Joe Mixon buy for our super flex team. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather you spend thirty five on Malcolm Brown. <laughs> hey, at least he didn't limp off with an ankle injury. <laughs> you fish. <laughs> <laughs> Why would oh. you partner with him? <laughs> hey, but we did get the big Evan Ingram smash, and we have a Tyrell Williams smash incoming uh, yep. on Monday night as well. That's hot. I'm looking forward and, to and that. And huge, huge Marcus Mariota game. I mean, 
that was just that was just a given. We knew Mariota was going to smash, of course. Yeah, it's just, dude. Come on, Nate. I'm sharp. That's why he partnered with me. <laughs> and sure, we won sure our we something. got it. We got our survivor too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Seattle. Yep, won that one by a point. You know, it's just it's such like, an easy game. Really, so bad to take the most popular survivor team. It's like worst game theory of all time. It's so yeah. bad. Uh, we really should have taken Dallas. Dallas was the. Uh, Dallas was the right game theory play. Dallas is going to win like 14 games this year. Uh, I, I mean, we saw I, it today. 16 per the data, I think. I mean, with Jason Garrett out of there calling plays and Gallup just being a man and they have Amari Cooper. and they, Dude, that team is a beast. They're super good. I know they were just playing the Giants, but they looked unstoppable. I mean, I mean, to me, I actually think of all the things that happened, that's like the biggest revelation is that the Cowboys are going to enter that tier of like uh, Rams, Chiefs, uh, like teams like that, where they have, can have like five or six fantasy relevant players. Like we laugh, but like they had two tight ends score a touchdown. Randall Cobb looked great. Michael Cobb lo- or uh, Michael Gallup looked great. Amari Cooper looked great. They had thirty touches just distributed between both of the running backs, and Dak was amazing. Like, th- like there are a lot of different ways that Dallas can score fantasy points. Yeah, Dak yeah. looked really good. That's 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 who I played at, at defense. Um, you know, Cowboys. Yeah, I think Philly was was kind of the chalk. I don't know what they were owned. The Cowboys were only two percent owned. I think the Ravens were the chalk. Oh yeah, the Ravens were yeah. the high chalk. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I just went 49ers because they were cheapest and got totally lucky on this. I mean, oh. I it, they were the, they were cheap. They were going up against Winston, who throws a lot, and I thought it was just a pew pew. Me too, worked. buddy. And it just worked out. Oh my! This is this is why you guys scored more points than me because you just luck smashed into two defensive touchdowns on the road. Like, Tammy, let me tell you something. There's nothing better than when your your fantasy day is just going off the rails, and the only thing that can save you is your defense, and then the defense somehow does it. It is oh really amazing. Uh, you guys make me so mad. You guys are such fish. Like that's. that's just so egregious. I mean, we, they're we, not a bad play because Winston's bad. I get it. And Tampa's we bad. Didn't, we didn't talk about – well, no, playing a road defense in general is not uh, – playing – well, when they're that Winston. cheap – Yeah, no, it, it's he a He literally play. throws more interceptions than anybody. Yeah, he does. Uh, we need to talk about the Godwin thing, though, before we move on. People, people may have gotten a bit overexcited about Chris Godwin being a cash play at 6,200. That might have been <laughs> – like it just might have been a little much, a little the, too. The group thing, kind of week one, is always incredibly strong. Well, it's, it's like I think so. I think he projected well. Like his median, like so. Chris Godwin's median projection is going to be very good, but that's because his 90th percentile projection is insane. Like, but like his floor is so low. Like, does that does that make sense? Like his range yeah. of outcomes so wide. Well, oh, he's just like, going to be. He was kind of not involved except for like that one drive where he caught like a 28-yard first down and then got the touchdown. And it's like that's all he did the whole game. Well, it's all excited because we're like, oh, Bruce Arians, Larry Fitzgerald role, like it's on. I mean, he did play that role. Jameis just couldn't complete a pass. Yeah. It was so bad. I I still like him. I mean, he still led the team in targets. Um, Rashad Perriman came in and like cucked a bunch of them and – it yeah, was – those were, like, very early on. They, they, they tried that out in the first quarter, and that, that was – it was done. He didn't get another target. He didn't get a target in the second half. 
I think the thing about Godwin is almost any projection system you look at, like when you look at Godwin's mean projection, it's built up a lot from just the touchdown expectation in that projection. And when you break it out, well, and you got a super high yards per target too. So his volume projection can be lower than a lot of other guys priced around it, but he'll have more fantasy points because his yards per target is high. But I mean, when you look at what, what, what percentage of his actual mean projection is built up from just a touchdown compared to the guys around him who can actually hit their mean projection without hitting a touchdown. Uh, it's, it's a lot scarier. So yeah, think, I, of like, think of like Boyd in that sense, mm-hmm. right? Boyd. Or Robert Woods or like, I mean, you look at these guys he's priced around and you go, oh man, how did I play Yeah, a guy who's so touchdown dependent when there's guys like Boyd who's right there, there's guys like even a DJ Moore, um, you know, Cooper Cup, uh, Robert Woods, there's guys all around him that just have such a lower, even Cooks. I mean, Cooks can get there without getting a touchdown. So I don't know. I think it's it's a little bit risky when you have a guy who has that high of a touchdown dependency in cash at two at six two. Not when they get the touchdown though. It's not risky when they bink, Nate. I, I I want you guys to know that OJ Howard had two solo tackles in this game. That's how bad Jameis Winston was. <laughs> <laughs> OJ Howard had OJ Howard had an egregious fumble too. <laughs> I, I love tight ends fumbling. That's great. The most tilting part about today was the fact that Kittle had two touchdowns that were returned on like and the, the dumbest second, thing. The second one, I mean, the first one was a hold, like whatever. Yeah, but the second like, one ev- was everyone just gets call- touchdowns called back by holds. But the second one, an illegal formation, yeah, like just it was, let it go. Just it was let literally it go, the right? offensive lineman was like a half an inch. And it was like, this is, this is. And, and it was, he bowled over, I don't know if it was a safety or a linebacker, but he catches the pass in the middle of the field and just destroys whoever was covering him and just walks into the end zone. Because that's what Kittle does. I mean, he literally oh, has like, his man. yak is insane for. Uh, do we want to, do we want to talk about the fact that Dante Pettis played two snaps and people spent the whole off season drafting him at like 80, like 80 P of like 75. <laughs> we probably should. <laughs> That was that was that was pretty bad. That's pretty. Fishy. Dude, he was playing behind Richie James. He was playing Kendrick behind Bourne. Kendrick Bourne. Debo Samuel. Like this is where Dante Pettis's career is. Debo Samuel. You guys, I, I have a I have a pretty bad admission to to let you guys in on. Uh, I had a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo and GPPs. Yeah, and I did. Too. Bad. I, I did too. Him, Winston, and Kyler probably made up forty. 50% of my quarterback ownership. I had some Josh Allen, too. I had some Josh Allen, John Brown stacks. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I, unless you were a complete fish, you had some John Brown in your life. I had, I had a couple teams that could have been live to win decent money because I was so big on Dak and Gallup, but I had Brandon Cooks. and Like, I just had so much Brandon Cooks. Why, why were you so pumped on Brandon Cooks? He's just a good – like, he's like a dude who can score 30 any week, and he's like – he was literally like 1% owned. Mm-hmm. Same thing – same thing as John Brown, really. Just better offense. At $5,000 more. <laughs> Close. $5,000, yeah. Close to $5,000 more. Yeah, I, I had... It's <laughs> the same thing as this receiver that's $4,000, David says. <laughs> He's basically John Brown. Basically. Well, he gets a lot more targets than John Brown does. Wait, it was... <laughs> oh, you guys are tilting me so hard. <laughs> uh, what, what, what were some big takeaways for you guys from this week? Like overarching themes that, that you think are 
like actionable moving forward? I think uh, the biggest thing is we got – I think last year we got really lucky with some running back volume that people believe that, like, these mid-tier running backs are, like, safe, secure guys. And I think we could go through and talk more and more about just these mid-tier running backs are not a good place to allocate your salary. I think you either need to be heavily overweighted on guys like Christian McCaffrey, guys like Le'Veon Bell, guys like DJ, guys like, uh, you know, Saquon, that top tier, or uh, these guys Eckler. who pop or these guys who pop like an Eckler into that. But I think these like middling guys, like the Devonta Freemans of the world or the, um, I don't know. There's, there's just that middle tier that I think we got too comfortable with in cash games last year that I think this year. Uh, we, Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards a very good. That was the dude I played in cat. Like, I think we all played in cash at least once and he literally got two targets all year. Guys like carry on Johnson guys like Tevin. Well, carry, on, carry on is uh carry on is not a thing in cash at all. Yeah, I don't so, even know about tournaments really. If if he wasn't gonna get if he wasn't gonna get thirty in a like in a game against Arizona in this game, then when is he ever gonna get thirty? Yeah, he had like sixty two total yards and two targets. But yeah. I mean, literally, how many people? Third are, round pick. Luckily, like the Bears weren't on the the main slate, but I bet David Montgomery would have been like twenty percent owning. Oh God. Because that's people a damn shame that he was not on the main yeah. slate. Wow, I could have been I could have been rich, Nate. Yeah. There were people who played carry on. There were people who played guys like Miles Sanders and all these like middling guys that you're just like that's not where you need to allocate your salary from running back perspective. So that's all I that was my biggest takeaway. I learned DJ Shark is gonna uh just like smash for all my dynasty teams. That's gonna be really good for me personally. Congratulations. I, I think the Cowboys thing is really worth Yeah, the, the Cowboys voting. thing is so big. Yeah. The Cowboys thing and on the flip side, the, the Browns thing. We'll see if that's a team that like coalesces as time goes on. I'm not like fully out on the Browns, but I mean shoot, it's it, it's more than like having a couple big name guys on your offense to like make a team go. And if Baker's – like, I'm a huge Baker Mayfield fan. I'm a big believer. But this was a really god-awful performance in a spot where they really should have smashed. I haven't looked at any of the PFF grades, but I'm guessing their offensive line had one of the worst. It was I – bet, I bet Kyler has the worst of them all. His The two interceptions, Nate, were so bad. They were like – they were like like Kevin Hogan interceptions. Like they were just not, they were just not, uh, you know, not pro caliber. I guess another takeaway I have is Josh Gordon, bro, coming in week one, ready Dude, to I go. I capped him. In, I captained him in all the showdown. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't have a good showdown because obviously I had too much Smith Schuster and Ben Roethlisberger. You're the captain. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm always gonna. But I just. I think. So I actually, I, let's. This is a good takeaway. What do you guys think Antonio Brown does to the market shares of the passing game in uh, New England? Because I, I kind of have my opinion. And I'm wondering if you guys, if yours aligns with me. I don't um, think he really hurts Gordon much. I think that was that was my opinion too. Is I think it's it's more likely to cut out of Amendola and James White and and whatever. Amendola is not there. Oh, yeah, um, same. Thing. I think he takes some away from guys like Dorsett and guys like Edelman, but not uh, anything from Gordon. I think Gordon's role is pretty clear cut on that team. I'm excited for Antonio Brown to like become Chad Ochocinco on the Patriots <laughs> and just become like a lost man, like somewhere between Ochocinco and Chris Hogan. 
and uh, Josh Gordon is just like the clear number one alpha, and it's lit. Uh, I mean, Josh Gordon is like better than Antonio Brown. That is, that is. They're completely I'll... different. They basically play different positions. They're not even the same. Like, I just wanted to see which one of you would get triggered. I didn't know if it would be Sammy or if it. Would no, be... it's it's not me. It, it's not me at all. Like, uh, Dude, I love Josh Gordon. I love Josh Gordon. Yeah, Josh Gordon is, like, certifiably more sane than Antonio Brown. Like, that's just a fact. Mm, no, I'm I don't know, sure, dude. I'm pretty sure all of that Antonio Brown stuff was a complete ruse. And that If you, you believe just, the Mort report at all, Mort report literally says that he had paid social, uh, like social media people to, to make that video for him over the past couple weeks. It was all calculated. Couldn't the couldn't the Raiders have just kept him on the the reserve NFI list and just made him sit for the whole year? They could have, but it was a whole calculated thing for him to get them to release. Like he got exactly what he wanted. Yeah, yeah more, just like he's like the sharpest long Connor in the history of. Just, I don't think it's I don't think it's that I don't think it's that hard to con Mike Mayock and John Gruden. <laughs> I mean, literally, Mortensen tweeted out this morning. Brown also sought out advice from social media consultants yeah. for his ideas on how he could accelerate the release. Like this was a plan. Is there I mean, a yeah. front office combo in football than, than Mayock and Gruden? Oh, I'm sure. Like what? Do, what do the Bengals have going on? Who's the <laughs> Bengals GM? <laughs> got to be some it's got to be some complete nitwit yeah the Bengals yeah, are like well, well, we wouldn't be saying that if they had uh, knocked us out of survivor today so yeah well the Bengals have this they're they're this horrible organization of uh like they just always hire retreads and then they bring back guys that they get that get cut from other teams that used to play for them uh okay two injuries though Tevin Coleman left with an ankle thing and then Joe, Joe Mixon got hurt uh Giovanni's back in our lives. Yeah, Gio. But I, I, I mean, this is a classic fantasy football situation. Whatever the starting running back for the Bengals is gets hurt. How much fab are you blowing on Gio? I'm probably like 40% if Mixon – I mean, if Mixon's going to miss two weeks, I would do 40. This is a severe TJ Yeldon situation for Davis. Oh, man. Just wait until Singletary and Gore and Marcus Murphy and Senneries Perry all get hurt. <laughs> it's going to be big yield in season. It's going to be huge for your brand. Yeah. I just don't understand. Like, the San Francisco backfield is so confusing to me. I, it doesn't really matter to me what, what happened with Tevin. Like, there's – like Bree, I, I don't know. About it? We're, we're just going to smash Mostert into our GPP lineups like, and win them all. I thought Breida was going to be – like, and then when Coleman went down, Breida didn't do – Breida didn't get – getting evaluated for a concussion and didn't come back until late in the fourth quarter. Breida? Yeah. Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah, was he, was out, he was out for like two quarters or a quarter at least. So that Mostert stuff is just because Breida was gone? Well, no, the Mostert stuff is because Shanahan's going to use two guys regardless. Yeah. And they, they like, they like Mostert. Um, but he's like, they're, he's like, this is so weird to say, but he's literally their, their best special teams player. So they like, th- that's why he's always on the team regardless, but they like, like him. And also there's probably like some uh, office politics at work there where they're like, you're literally the goat at this. So we need to keep you happy and give you carries every once in a while. And this was like a good opportunity to do it while they were winning. Yeah. I have, I have no response to that. These are real things, dude. People don't, people don't like to think about football teams this way, but there's stuff like that going on. 
Maybe do you factor that into your algorithm? Or is I don't this- factor that into my algorithm, but I, when looking for possible reasons for playing time, stuff like that exists. Davis still thought Amendola was on the Patriots, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> the difference between Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman. Yeah, yeah just a Hall of Famer. I mean, seriously, just a little bit of attitude. Yeah. No, they're the same. They're the same player. Feels like Danny Amendola's been in the league for like 20 years at this point. He played for the St. Louis Rams. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, and then, and then, one year we 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 all drafted him in like the fifth round because we thought he was going to catch a hundred balls with the Patriots. And then we did the same thing with uh, Chris Hogan. Yeah, and we'll do the same thing with Antonio Brown. Did Pretty the great. same thing. Did the same thing with Rex Burkhead. I mean, who's actually like good and Burkhead looked lit. Yeah, man. who's now who's now in the role that he was supposed to be in last year? Right. Burkhead looked good tonight. <laughs> tough scene. Tough scene, boys. All right. What are we? What are we most looking forward to next week? I'm. I'm obvious that Baltimore Arizona game. It should be. What do you? What do you think the total is going to be for Baltimore Arizona? Like, are, is is the are the odds makers going to weigh Baltimore defense or total plays ran more? No, it'll it'll be under fifty. Oh, that's lame. Sorry, well, Lamar Jackson got priced up to sixty seven hundred next week. He's the second most expensive QB. Wow. Um. Yikes! I'm 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 looking forward to the New England Patriots against the the Dolphins team that allowed 59 points to the to the Ravens and they're gonna have Antonio Brown like right, that is just we're gonna smash Patriots. Brady is 64, Sony is 62, James White's 51, Rex Burkhead's 38, Antonio Brown 7K, Edelman 6.9, Josh Gordon 5.8. 5.8. Oh heavens to Murgatroyd! This is great. <laughs> that might be that might be like a seventy five percent play. <laughs> Grief! Are you for real? <laughs> See what Hollywood Brown did to those guys? <laughs> Hollywood Brown. This is another crazy thing. Marquise Brown played like fifteen snaps. Like twelve. <laughs> he had five targets and two touchdowns. On like, uh, I mean, granted, the whole offense didn't play that many snaps. Also, Justice Hill got a carry near the goal line in the first quarter, and then it was all Gus Edwards in the second half. And I can't, I can't tell if that's good or bad. Oh, did uh, did did Head Chopper uh, play Marquise Brown in his in his million dollar win? We should we should say uh, congratulations to to Chop. Yeah, uh, a little seven figure score, not too shabby for week one. Little Millie Bink, he'll probably have a problem. That's, that's super hot, bro. Congrats. Uh, I actually don't. I don't. I don't have his team pulled up. I know Godwin was on his team. Well, easy game. Yeah, he, he had the he had the D Jacks touchdown. I assume he probably had Hollywood Brown and Lamar Jackson. Gosh, that's. I mean, that's just purity. 12, 12 snaps, like hundred yards, <laughs> two touchdowns for Lamar Jackson. A lot of fantasy points per snap, I think. Uh, Nate, do you have any other observations for uh, this upcoming week now that you're looking at this? I'm looking at prices now. Um, I mean, I don't really love uh, Cincinnati exposure, but I will say Ross is 4-6 and was clearly – He led them in targets. Yeah, more than yeah. Boyd. And and I think when you look at who he's priced around, like uh, they, I think Ross could be a value. Not, they did not play with Gio Bernard's price. Yeah, at all. So 50, 50 well, 5300 at home, he will be he will be a lock if Mixon does not play. 
Yeah, because, I'm looking. I'm, I'm heavily looking forward to the one reception, nine yard game from John Ross next week. Yeah, uh, you know who you know who Cincinnati's backup running back is now because all the both the dudes they drafted got hurt. Uh, is it Jeremy Hill? Is he back? It's Samaj Pirine. Pirine from the hello, my old friend. Yeah, Sammy, um, did you see your boy uh, AP had a uh, healthy and active today? Hey, look, it definitely was healthy scratch. Olds have to stick together, Nate. Literally, what did Gruden say? If I need Gruden a guy to run, to run out of the I formation 55 times, I'll make him active. <laughs> How Why can would you, you throw, throw the shade at this <laughs> What could he have possibly done in the locker room to deserve that shade? Like, you've already made him a healthy and active. Dude, because he's like, he's like a bankrupt child beater. That's why. Like, I'm never playing that fool again. He literally says he's still playing because he's like $8 million in debt. <laughs> That's why he's on the roster. Um, so this is weird. Uh, Damian Williams is less expensive at Oakland than he was this week. I will, I will play him again. Nice. He had seven targets in the passing game. I'm, I'm in on, uh, I'm in on that. Uh, the game that everyone's going to stack though is New Orleans and Los Angeles, and they're already starting to do it with Gurley bringing his price down. Malcolm Brown is forty one hundred. Uh, Brandon Cooks got a little got a little price decrease, sixty three hundred revenge game against his old revenge team. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, what well, is I, it with you and Cooks? Nate, dude, come on. Nate, he can score. He can score thirty DK points at any time. He's, I mean, I, he is like in terms of like our projection stuff. He is like one of the the uh, highest like pure like yards per target of any player. Like with, with all the math that Leone has done, he's like one of the most efficient players in the NFL when you account for like team and environment and everything. So that's where it comes from. That's why I like him so much. Uh, Tyler Higby played like the whole game for the Rams and had five targets after that extension and scored a touchdown. I, I thought that was, I just thought that was kind of interesting. They played uh, 10 personnel a bunch more though. They, uh, they, they played Josh Reynolds more today than normal. Yeah, I saw a lot of Reynolds. Um, that was that was really interesting. Cooper Cup, 10, 10 targets, thirteen for Robert Woods. You don't, but you still want Cooks in that offense. We touted a one game sample. It's not <laughs> indicative of a sixty over sixteen game sample. Okay. <laughs> Cooks led the team in targets last year. I'm pretty sure. Oh, you mean when Cup was like not on the field because he had. I mean, even if you just did it on, if you even if you just did it on, I mean, I could be wrong. It could have been Woods, but I'll I'll look right now. Yeah, you got you got to sort by uh, when Cup was out, and then factor in that Josh Reynolds uh, heavy target. Yeah. yeah. So Woods had eighty six receptions. Cooks had eighty. Woods had six touchdowns. Cooks had five, and they were within one yard of each other in yards per game. Woods and Cooks. They're like the same dude. Yeah, but 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 this upcoming week there is no revenge game narrative for Woods. So and that's where Nate's model loses to the sharps like you and I, Sammy. And that's why <laughs> that's why he just that's why he wants to bet the over on Antonio Brown when Antonio Brown is full on staging a <laughs> mental breakdown in front of everyone's face. And Nate's just like, dude, you guys can't pay attention to this stuff. It's all noise. <laughs> <laughs> 
what it, like this frostbite stuff this helmet what if all of this is just theater like none of it's real none of it's real no no he doesn't care about the helmet he doesn't care about the frostbite none of it i, I yeah, bet his, the, the, the feet were staged that picture is doctored yeah for sure is not real yeah cousin business is a booming for ab you think, you, think, you think a pro athlete would get to where he is and let something actually happen to his feet or his millions lie no not a chance yeah, he, he said he, like, flew to France or Germany. <laughs> like, child, please, he didn't do any of that. <laughs> None of that's real. We might see some, like, I mean, A.B. and Brady. Oh, that could be. Two of the, two the, of the stone cold. I mean, Tom Brady could be the craziest person in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like Tom Cruise as a football player. Yeah. All right, that's a good way to end the podcast. Everyone, thank you for listening to the DR. RG, Simulcast, Gilcast. Uh, of course, check out all the cool stuff over on Roto Grinders. Check out all the cool stuff over on Daily Roto and Roto Experts. And uh, we will be back next week, hopefully without uh, Rookie make the first start of their career in our cash lineups. But uh, I hope that you all run as pure this week as, uh, as I did today.